Blog Talk Radio. Women have the power to transform this world. We can end crime and violence if we all agree to do one thing. Share. Let's share our wisdom, share our time, share our talents, share our finances, but most of all, let's share our love. This is The Female Solution. Join me, Naima Latif, every morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, as we bring you stimulating discussions about the issues affecting our lives. If you're listening online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution, press the blue button that says follow and get our daily topics every morning directly to your email and your smartphone. Hi, I'm Naima Latif. Executive Producer of the Female Solution Radio Show. We invite you to call in 515-605-9325 and participate in this daily think tank as we examine the challenges we face and develop solutions that restore peace and harmony. We are global transformers, changing the world from the way it is to the way it should be. We are one. Wherever we live on this earth, We are one human family. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to extend a greeting to all the members of our family, whenever and wherever you may be listening around the world. To our family in China, Ni Hao. In India, Namaste. In Japan, Konnichiwa. In Korea, Annyeonghaseyo. In Russia, Zrastutsye. In Germany, Guten Tag. In Poland, Dzień Dobry. In France, bonjour. In Spain, hola. In Italy, ciao. In Egypt, athen wasalan. In Ghana, akwaba. In Nigeria, peleo. In South Africa, saobona. In Senegal, nangadef. In Kenya, jambo. In Israel, shalom. In Pakistan, Afghanistan, and Saudi Arabia, assalamu alaikum. Greetings. And may peace be upon you all. is an 11, 2023, and we are grateful, grateful, grateful planet Earth. Planet Earth is going, and all its inhabitants are going through a major, major transition. We've been in this paradigm of confusion, war, more war, and hatred, and racism, and all the 
keeping people sick in their mind, body, and even their soul. So we want to we want to encourage you tonight to do whatever drumming you need to do. Whatever drumming you need to do, invite the ancestors and bring in the love energy from the planet Earth, from the cosmic order, from all orders. Tonight we have some special guests. Thank you, thank you. I'm Bianca, your host. If you're just, if you're new to Soul Purpose Healing, I've been on Soul Purpose Healing for nine years, over nine years now. And I started out with just me, and then I added another host and another host, one after the other, until I came to this place, inviting uh, a guest to join me and share their journey. So that's what we're doing tonight. We're sharing our journey uh, with the, oh, let's see, Osagio, let me see if I can pronounce, Osagio Dua. Osagio Dua, I think I got that right. And Earth Feather Pata. These special ladies bring us the energy of um, Art Henson's land in Virginia. And I have to say, it was Mama AZ in Arizona who introduced me to these ladies and introduced me to Art Henson and his land several years ago. I think it's been about 10 years ago that I went to Virginia, camped out in, on, oh, must have been, what is it, 30 acres of land. Let's see, Mama AZ has her hand up. So let me open up her mic. Maybe she can help me with the history of Mothers for the Earth. Mama AZ, your mic is open. Uh, welcome. Thank us. Can you, can you, you hear me, Dr. V? I'm going to turn up my me? mic. Yes, I can. Go right ahead. Um, I'm talking about, trying to remember the history of, it's Mothers for the Earth, Art Henson's Land in Virginia, right? Right. By it, it, It's Body Ecology, Mothers for the Earth. And how that initially Mothers for the Earth got started um, was through priestess, uh, Niradina. Uh, she uh, did her sabbatical or did an internship up there on Arts Land uh, way mm-hmm. back. And somebody met uh, uh, somebody um, that brought Brother Kwame to my land, uh, introduced uh, priestess to me, and but way before that, it was yeah, it was Brother Kwame, and and priestess uh, uh, was introduced to me by way of the sister that brought Brother Kwame to my campground in North Carolina, High Point. That's the furniture town, if you don't know. And uh, but I was introduced to that land. Way before, sister, I even knew of art. In 1979, the ancestors came to me in a dream. I was stationed in San Diego, not in the military, my my husband's, and uh, I I was attended. And uh, something called me to take a journey, and I ended up on Arts Land in Virginia, and didn't even know it. It was like I went through a, wor- a, a vortex. I, this is a true story. And I was in another dimension. 
And the next thing I knew, I was rolling up in art community before he even came to that land in 1979. And then when I uh, ended up in 81, moving from St. Augustine, Florida, to uh, High Point, North Carolina, uh, I was introduced to Art when he had his store in Greensboro, Body Ecology. I have a lot of this on film, family. So anyway, Art took me to the land, and it it, I, it just blew it blew me away because his land is in uh, uh, Cunningham. Uh, a division. Uh, it, it's a division named after Michael from Colorado, and 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 Cun- the Cunninghams, and that's the community. I, I just I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe where he was taking me, because that's the road that I went up when I was there in '79, and and right across was uh, this funeral home called Pliny, Pliny's Funeral Home. That funeral home that's in Cunningham County or district that's right up the street from Art is connected to Pliny Coos out of Montana. I know it is. They're, 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 it's a, uh, a tribe of uh, um, in Montana uh, not too far from Peggy. Not not oh. too far from Peggy's. I'm I'm not kidding you. And this was before I even met Peggy. I was I think I was on my way to her. Anyway, um, then seven Art's wife thing just started to come in place. But seven is no longer there at the organization. But uh, Feather is now. Okay. Right. Feather. Yeah was commissioned and brought to art to do what is about and what is now taking place and, and other things that haven't quite materialized that uh, there yet, it is in the making. And I'm so grateful because, let me tell you, sister, when, when you call me, I was on the other line with Feather. And the other uh, sister, uh, I can't think of her name right now because I just got in from Miracle Valley family. My my grandson took me out there to have prayer. And and uh, anyway, this is awesome. And so um, uh, Feather said, I asked her, I said, Dr. V, that's Dr. V. And she said, what? I said, yep, that's Dr. V calling in. And, and so I said, can you... Uh, you told me what you needed, and I called it back. I said, hey, I said, uh, little sister, can you be on, on a guest? And she said, sure. And I'm like, yay. And I had called the uh, Miracle Valley uh, minister, but I think Beth sent him a video of me. And it, if he saw any of that, I think maybe that's why he has not responded, but he plainly said we were going to go to Miracle Valley together and have prayer, but I haven't heard from him. And it's okay. Feather is on there and not him. It wasn't meant to be. It, it, it's coming, though. And I'll be quiet. I'm excited. And I'm put, I'm picking the cuckoo bugs, the stickers, because I went out there in my bare feet 
and the stickers. And I got thorns and, and all kinds of stickers stuck up in my feet. Now I got to get it out, get them out. And it's about a thousand of them. <laughs> but I'm good. I, I, I've been earthing in the stickers, the cuckabugs, and I got some energy. And my grandson, Xavier, and my great-granddaughter, uh, uh, Shania, oh, Dr. V, I'm fit to be tied in a good way. This is, well, I'm grateful. Peace. I'm grateful. I'm Thanks so us. grateful, too. The, the other sister is, uh, I mean, I hope I'm pronouncing, Osagio Dua is her name. And it has a special mm-hmm. name meaning with the divine in it. Osagio mm-hmm. Dua. So when she's, she's in the studio, she's in the green room, I'll say. But she's on mute, I believe. So let me, I don't know, bring, I'll bring her in because. Oh, I'm going to mute. I'm I'm going to mute, uh, sister. Feather is here too. Wow, we got both of the sisters here. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Welcome, Earth Feather, and is it Osagia Duwa? She's on mute, but um, she'll join us. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, it's pronounced Osagia Duwa. Osagia Duwa. And tell us the meaning. Tell us the meaning. He who has found riches with God. He who has what again? Found riches with God. He who has found riches with the Most High Creator. All right. Sounds good. Sounds powerful. Earth Feather, how are you doing? You're outside. Oh, I love the environment. Where are you? Oh, greetings. I'm in the dome off grid. Trying to set up this camera so I can be hands free. So. Well, the background, I'm inside of our dome. I can swing around and show you real quick. Wow, beautiful. Just a little, not as organized as normal, but wow. I can spin around to show you. Now, what city is that in? Uh, right now, we are in Pleasant Garden. Mm-hmm. Pleasant Garden, North Carolina. Oh, North Carolina. Very close to Greensboro, Greensboro area, North Carolina A&T. Um, close to that area. So for all the Aggies. <laughs> okay, and then Osagia Dua, where where are you right now? I'm in uh, Florida. And we're gonna you're in Orlando near Orlando, right? Yes. So we're gonna try and get together uh this week hopefully. This <laughs> week. So why don't we start? I'm so um, excited to have both of you here. Osage. Sorry, I'm nursing. That's why my camera is off because I'm I'm nursing a baby. So <laughs> okay, well we don't we don't mind, but if you um, that's okay. <laughs> I'm glad you can uh, you know handle that and talk at the same time. <laughs> some people <Yeah>. might <laughs> some people might think that women can't do that type of stuff, but um, they can. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll come for a second, then come on. <laughs> oh, bless your heart. That's so sweet of you. <laughs> but how old is baby? Three months. Oh, three months. wonderful. I'm glad you're still nursing then. Oh, yeah. Do you have, <laughs> do you have other children? Yes, ma'am. And I'm going to come off now. I'm going to take my video off now. So okay. All right. Well, well, thank you for showing that beautiful scene. That's the most precious, 
first you've seen a mother nursing her child. We we need to, I hope you're teaching other women. I'm a doula and I think that's the most fresh that's the most one of the most important pieces of knowledge that you can teach young women is the value of breastfeeding and uh doing that after the baby gets here. And how now how old are your other children? Uh seventeen. 10, 11, um, 5, 4, and 3 months. Okay, so you're building a basketball team, huh? No, not a basketball team. No, they can't have my baby. No, uh. No, I'm building some farmers. They're going to be working in that field. You got that right. You got that right. Lumberjack. You need some lumberjack. All right, now that's where we. So your seventeen-year-old is ready for that, I imagine. Yeah, he's actually in a program right now uh, with his uh, summer job program in Detroit, Michigan. It's called the the, the uh, Christian Detroit something like that. Yeah. So he'll be doing farming and learning what I need him to learn. Well, I am really honored to have you join us because uh, that's the most important job in the world is being a mother. And second to that is a teacher. Uh, yes. you, there's just not there's not enough money to pay uh, mothers and teachers what they deserve. So we just honor you tonight in that role, and we bless you, and and we just keep keeping you in our prayers that you will continue to be strong and truthful and anointed to be the best mother and teacher that you can be. Those are two of the most important roles, in my opinion. So I would love to know, where, how did you grow? Who are, how, who are your parents that you have chosen to take on these very important roles? How, what was your childhood like? Oh, well, my father I never knew, but uh, my mom me and my mom's always been together, and we're still together. <laughs> She's still with me. You know, now I have to take care of her now. So, yeah. But um, it's, I, I, I'd rather not go into detail about my childhood right now <laughs> in some story. But there was, a, there was good times. There was bad times, you know. There was good times. There was bad. My grandmother was very instrumental in my life. My mom was, she was like 15 when she had me, so she was a baby, raising a baby, right? So my grandmother really uh, raised me, you know, uh, church. I was a little girl on the usher board.
But now, now, did you have a father figure in your life, so uncles or someone? Uh, not really. No? Okay. Not really. There were men in my life that were blood relatives, but I would not say that they were really good role models. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I learned a technique from the Bible. Uh, you have many mothers and fathers. So everywhere I everywhere I go in life, and even to this day, I I I, I accumulate mentors and mothers and fathers. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, everywhere I go. Sometimes people don't even they don't even know that they're playing that figure, you know, role in my life, but they are, you know, they are. So even you, you know, even Earth Feather, you know, I just. I've I've learned to to draw that energy, that 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 God energy. I learned to draw in from that energy because it's you know it's there, and He told us that it's accessible to us. If, if we don't have what we need immediately, He gonna provide it elsewhere. He will provide it everywhere. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> we give thanks. <laughs> Well, that's a lot of wisdom coming from you, a mother of what is that seven now? Yeah. Wow. Can I ask how old are you? Thirty-eight. Bless your heart. That's awesome. That is so yeah. awesome. You are just so representative of what young women need to, to be taught today. That we are. It's important if we choose to be mothers that we go about it in a positive way because our bodies are meant to have. Every woman, of course, may not want to have children. That's a choice. But when you make that choice, that's why I love being a, the role of a doula when it's needed to help guide women. Did you have Did you have uh, anyone in your life uh, when you start having having children who played the role of a doula for you, the support you needed from the first month of pregnancy? I gave birth to all of my children at the hospital, and sometimes even alone with no nobody around. Really? Yeah. My last two babies, I, I gave birth like that. Nobody was there. You were where at home? At the no, at the hospital. Where at the hospital? Nobody was there. There was no no family. No family. I mean, I oh. mean like people that my my people. Okay. Nobody okay. was there. Okay. It was just me and the the staff. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it, I did it and. Well, by the time you birth in number seven, you kind of seem like you're kind of a pro at that, huh? Right. <laughs> so she came out so fast. I'm like, would well, you just, just bust the bag and come on, let's get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, and that's, well, okay, so you. They don't do it right. They don't do it right anyway. They have you laying on the table, and that's not the way our ancestors did it. It doesn't make sense anyway because the fluids are, if you're laying down, then the fluids are laying down with you, right? right? So right. you're trying to push the baby out and you need it to be, you need things to come down. So it makes more sense to squat, right? Right, right. And were all of them born in Orlando? Uh-uh, no. No, they weren't. 
So I'm trying to figure out where in this modern day why a hospital is not more aware of need to squat or certainly not to lay down. Uh, That hospital is so uh, off balance, so uh, out of touch with uh, the reality of today. But but then that's how a doula can help you. And you seem like you played the role of doula for yourself. Absolutely. uh, I almost, I almost, with my my son at two, I almost uh, gave birth to him at home by myself. But when those contractions started coming, I needed support. So I couldn't just be in the room. But I was in a jacuzzi. I was ready. (laughs) I had my candles, my my little uh, battery-operated candles. I set them all up around the tub, and I was... I set the mood for myself. I said, okay, I have my my meditation music playing. But when those contractions start feeling like the truck eating me, I felt I can't take this. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't talk about myself. I, did, I needed somebody to squeeze or a rail or something to squeeze or something to make sure I didn't fall when I did squeeze. <laughs> wow, wow. That's yeah. such a great attitude. Now, where did you learn this attitude about birthing? Was your mother the, the support and the teacher for you? I think it's just ancestral. It's ancestral. Like, one day I just woke up to a different me. I yeah. One day I woke up in that come out of her my people mode, and it, and I was, it was like a pool more than my own self walking away from what, you know, the most high is saying, come out of my people for, you know. So it was just like a pull away from it. Like, I want you to move, and I'm going to move you like that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. They give it all back. I heard God clearly tell me, give it all back to them. You don't need anything from them. Give it back. You don't need it. Because you uh, you already have everything. I provided everything for you already. When Before they came, you had it already. It's already yours. You know? <laughs> so. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah. I mean, we're speaking to an angel here. It just almost makes me cry to hear the wisdom that you're speaking about this so natural process. You know, they say... Uh, there's the statistics say that more black women are dying uh, in childbirth and experiencing uh, death babies of their babies. How is that? I, the, I, what do you feel about that statistic, and why is you think that's happening? When you are have you seem to have such joy about this natural process, why do you think so many black women are not having this experience? I think, um, and a lot of, I've heard a lot of um, people in the medical field even talk out about this. Like, they even have rallies about this, you know, talking about this uh, mortality rate with black women and having babies. Um, it makes me think about, uh, and I love her, Dr. Joy DeGruy. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you're familiar. Yeah, yeah. Yes, she's a great, a great lady, great sister, great teacher, but she, great mother to me. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. she, she, she broke things down, you know, to show us um, what we were working with, mm-hmm. right? Because a lot of people were in denial 
um, of the system that we are living in. You know, right. so have to bring out the tools and show us, you know, that what kind of game it was. You know, and then we've seen it in their movies and, and things that they promote of themselves. You know, we see that image, you know. So I, I believe that um, nobody shows things that they're not about, right? Okay. <laughs> All those evil movies about the mad scientists and the doctors and all that with the jars and the babies and the, you know, with the limbs and all that craziness. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. They put, they showed us those things even about themselves. So, you know, we ain't got no, nothing else to do but believe them because they told us who they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you know, you're bringing, and we weren't even planning it, to talk about it, but the fact that mm-hmm. you have seven children, honey, we got to talk about your experience a little bit. Uh, because so rare and precious uh, for women, uh, young women especially, to hear uh, your wisdom. And um, they were using our, they were using our foremothers, right? For a, a, their, we, we were their, our mothers were their experiments. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They were their experiments, and they didn't know what they were doing. They didn't care what they were doing, and they feel the same way. Yeah. They yeah. still have that. Because the Bible says that they hate us for no reason at all. They don't even have a reason to hate us. They just do. And and, and when somebody hates you, they're going to do some evil, spiteful things to you. But you can't trust it. Every time I go into the hospital, I pray. I pray. Even, even I, everywhere I go, I pray anyway. So if I'm just around some family that don't got right spirits, I'm afraid. You know, <laughs> you know, he tell us. In all that you do. So I, I try my best to be obedient. You know, I'm not perfect. I make mistakes, many of them. But, you know, I try. I try. <laughs> no, well, honey, you ain't, you're doing more than trying. You are being the woman, the female powerful energy that we are were intended to be. Because when you are at your age, when you are a mother and teacher to those so new babe, new souls, um, you are setting such a beautiful example to the rest of our society. I don't care what color they are. You're setting a, a perfect example of how you start out your young life as a woman and, and be very positive about it and help the new souls. You got seven new souls there that are that are going to get their knowledge and wisdom first from you and their father. So we we've got to take a break. This is so. Well, I mean, sometimes not the father, but that's okay too. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. Is your is the father around? Well, they they all don't have the same father. Okay. Well, that's okay. But as long as it's a healthy relationship. Money. Huh? They spend money. Okay. <laughs> so you have you have a healthy relationship with their father? Yes. <laughs> I don't know what you would call healthy. <laughs> okay, well. I would call it healthy. I would call it just coping, you know. Yeah. We okay. have to raise these children. My my sense is strong all over across the board, you know. We have to raise each other. Either you can do your part or you can disappear this if you so choose, but you got to take that over God, not me, right? <laughs> so anybody who chooses not to be present and instrumental, in their own seed life, 
can I do? But I don't set anyone off, you know, to say you can't come here. No way. I would never, you know, my my 10 and 11-year-old, they're with their dad. Right now, they'll be back tomorrow. But, you know, I, I share, we share time and, you know, sometimes you just grow apart from folks. You know, especially if you don't have the same purpose in life, if you don't have the same mission. Sometimes people, when they see your light, they want to dim it. And that you can't let nobody do. You know, once you get in that mirror, you start looking strange and like, who is that? That means get on away from. Got to move, move on away from somebody with that kind of energy. All right, now, we, we've got to take a break. And if you're just joining us, uh, you're listening to one powerful female sister energy uh, speaking wisdom uh, like we haven't heard before because uh, what this sister is talking about is so real and uh, relevant to today where um, the the relationships we have with not just our children, but the father, the husband, the, the father, and all that is just so important to keep it positive. And you're so right; things don't always go the way we plan or like. But and then this is where sisterhood comes in, because you're choosing not the route of abortion, like so many black women choose, and women period. But you're choosing to let the process of of pregnancy go ahead, take its full term, and then finding a way to support those souls that you bring forth. This is so unusual. My goodness. Yeah, it's just that faith in God. Like, but that's, but that's why the it, Bible says train your children up yeah. in the word, and they'll never depart from it. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, we got to come back and finish this uh, conversation. And I heard Earth Feather, uh, she's on mute right now. And, uh, I'm still here. Yeah, I'm listening. That's my, that's my sister, 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 okay? Okay. That's an angel. So we're going to have a sisterhood feast tonight. And I am just so excited. I am just, I tell you, I'm almost in tears at the amount of wisdom I just heard. And so rare, so rare to hear this from a woman of your age and your everything. So we'll be right back uh, after these minutes. I'm going to open up the mic of our executive producer, Naima Latif. If you are in the studio or on Facebook or uh, YouTube, I'm on YouTube, uh, Viavis Tiny House Village, you need to call your friends tonight, men and women, because this sister is speaking some deep wisdom, and we haven't even heard from uh, Earth Feather yet. So it's gonna it's gonna be a really powerful journey tonight. Naima, your mic is open if you wanna take us to commercials and I'm gonna get my tea because I'm gonna be ready to continue this powerful discussion. We'll be right back, so stick and stay. Don't go away. We have an opportunity to transform the whole global society in the next fifty years. Fifty years from now, the earth will be populated by a new generation of adults many of whom are yet unborn. Our mission is to nurture them in childhood with love, guidance, and protection and to raise them in healthy, happy families. If we impart values of compassion, generosity, and respect for fellow human beings in the next generation of children, they will create a world where people can live together in peace. 
This is our goal. Be a part of the transformation. Get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. Go to www.naimalatif.com. That's www.naimahlatif.com. Do you want to live in a world without war? Join our global peace movement. Heavenly Culture World Peace Restoration of Light transcends culture, religion, ideology, and other boundaries to achieve peaceful harmony in the global society. HWPL is committed to bringing world peace and cessation of war through peaceful dialogue between religious groups. I am Director Shin Suk Kim of the HWPL Chicago branch of North America. Join us for our next gathering. Call 773-580-1501 and be a part of the movement for world peace. Email us at chicagohwpl at gmail.com. I'm Viata, your Holistic Life Coach. These days, it's more important than ever to work on your physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Are you consciously breathing deeply in stressful moments? Do you have a plan or daily routine to maintain balance in your awesome body? Are you struggling to be disciplined in your eating habits? When you partner with me, I'll help you develop a personalized health plan that works for your particular lifestyle. You can find out more about me at yourholisticlifecoach.com where you can also review my three-step protocol to guide you to abundant health. That's yourholisticlifecoach.com and I'm Viato. I didn't mean to jump in, but no, I'm right there because sometimes, you know, 
sisters have to do what they have to do. You yeah. Know? And we can't hold that. You know, we have to just pray for that. Well, we yeah, and we've been doing that, but we have killed more black babies in uh, the abortion clinics. Unfortunately, there's a higher number of babies that have been killed by abortion. So that's the reality, along with the mortality rate. So you're just a such a bright light. So Earth Feather, uh, I think you're on mute. Welcome, welcome, my sister. I can't wait to hear your story. You're gonna blow our minds too. This is a mind blowing night. Uh, I'm just, just so, uh, so excited and so grateful to hear these very positive stories. Tell us a little bit about where you're from and and what you're what you're doing today. Sure. Well, I am definitely from my mother, Denise <laughs> Holman, born and raised in New Jersey. Oh wow. Um, Yes, my parents met high school sweethearts. Not a typical story. Um, had me only child, but I too uh, wanted to fill the earth and become many. The first. Oh, well, I'm in the country, so you heard people hunt out here. But, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so fill um, the earth, become many. I was brought up as a Jehovah's Witness, very strict Jehovah's Witness, and. It's the fireworks. That's what they're doing. Oh, fireworks. It's okay. garage work. We're in the country. Okay. But um, early, huh? <laughs> hopefully, it's not too disruptive. No, go ahead. Just keep going. Okay. Okay. So yes, my parents were. I brought, was brought up Jehovah's Witness. They um, they could not get pregnant. My mom couldn't get pregnant, so they went. They both went on a juice fast. And on the thirtieth day, my mom got pregnant. Wow. And they had me. And so she brought me up very sheltered. I have to say, I kind of grew up in a bubble. I was allergic to everything mm. because they, you know, I was born holistically, naturally. And the first book that I learned to read was the Bible. That When that came about and reading the Bible and just wanting to please God and, you know, was wanting to obey everything that, that we learned at the Kingdom Hall, it just kept me in tune with what God wanted me to do in life. And I was always very scholarly. I love to read. I love books. And that's where my life began, by just reading for myself, not just taking people's words for it. And I was just that old soul that wanted to be around the older people. My grandparents were, like, my best friends. I had friends that were my age, don't get me wrong, but being an only child, I had to be around the adults. So I learned a great deal from being around my grandfather, who was an indentured slave, Mm. um, what they like to call sharecropper. Mm -hmm. But I say Mm -hmm. it's indentured servant slavery. But I learned a great deal from him when it came to knowing who I was, knowing myself, and not depending on what people told me. And he would always call himself the walking truth. And that's one thing he would tell me is that if you tell the truth, you never have to remember a lie. So I love to be a truth teller and a truth seeker. I love researching. I'm constantly researching. And I came to know Art Henson through research, through natural wellness. I was diagnosed with uh, thyroid cancer, and I was told that I had, what did they say, six months? You know how they always give you this clock of how long you're going to live? Right. But that was over nine years ago. Okay. And I'm still here, and I didn't have the surgery that they told me to have. Artist Henson told me that I had to stop eating things that were dead, and I went on a raw food fast just like I came into this existence. And it reset my body, it reset my spirit, my skin cleared up, my hair. I, I was just like, 
No chemotherapy or anything like that. No, never. And you can it's still expressed somewhat, you can see, but not like it used to be. I mean, it was to the point where I could not breathe. Oh, okay. And depending on my sleep patterns and things like that, it shrinks over time. I have moments where if I, especially if I stay away from bread and pastas and gluten, then it shrinks dramatically. And he was the one that taught me about raw foods again, reintroduced me to eating living foods. And I lived with art for some time and had that discipline to be able to learn how to prepare the food so that they would taste delicious and I could continue. Diet now is raw, but I have added some cooked um, things into, you know, to balance myself. But what he taught me as far as healing, I know without a doubt that is the best way to get rid of any benign cellular changes in the body. It's to starve them. And it's to have good fresh water in the body. And it's to make sure that you're not things that, eating things that are cooked. Even take it a step further by making sure that you're eating things that are perennial, meaning that they don't have to be planted into the ground every year because if they're not strong enough to grow back on their own, they're not strong enough to rebuild your body's cellular makeup and the cellular biology of your body. So. Because I'm a scholar, because I love to read, because I love to research, I know that God uses me to deliver information to others. And that's how we started the cooperative Healing Springs Pharmacy, because Art just gave us such a wealth of knowledge. And I expressed to him how I'm very drawn to our sisters and the sisterhood and wanting to uplift each other. And so he assisted me with creating the cooperative network and, um, and also our nonprofit. We have a 501c3 nonprofit. So that's just me in a nutshell. And you, you and have children? Life. Yes, I'm a mom of five. Wonderful, wonderful. Yes, How old my is... eldest is 22, mm-hmm. and my youngest is seven. Okay. Yes. And I'm 44. Okay. So I honestly, I, if, if the most I will, I would love to have more. My husband is 57, though, so I feel like, you know, I don't know. Whatever happens, happens. I'm not planning on having it, but we're not um, we're not trying to stop it either, you know, because I am still able to have children. Right. And I, and I would uh, eventually. Yeah. Again. That's beautiful. Beautiful. Now, now, how you you told me that you're developing that land in Virginia. How is that process going? And I, I was I was there for several days, <laughs> sleeping in a tent, and I came home. I tell people about this story. I came home with a tick right on my chest. In fact, while we were while we were on, it was about five women, and while we were on the patio being taught and 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 having the classes. There were these bugs on the on the table, and I said, "Well, what are those?" And they said, "Oh, those are ticks." And I'm like, "Ticks." We're in the presence of ticks. And, of course, your mind goes to, okay, Lyme disease and all that. I'm like, oh, okay. And, and you know, you just kind of relax because, you know, Art's not scared and the, the, his wife right. was There's nothing to be afraid of. Uh, fear is what limits us from our true selves. Yes. And every living thing on this planet has a soul. Right. Oh, okay. Even the ticks, huh? Even the ticks. <laughs> 
purpose, too. I've been learning more and more about nature. And the more alkaline your body is, the less likely they are to bother you. I can look at art, and those bugs would just not bother him at all. While someone else that would come to the land, you would see it automatically. But, like, the mosquitoes would get them in the skin. It happened to me when I first got there, when I was toxic. When the body is, is in a way of homeostasis, and you don't have a foul odor to your body. You know, certain things happen when you're, when you're alkaline, when you're cleansed, when you're detoxing, that they are attracted to you. There's a chemotoxin that these bugs are attracted to that's in your bloodstream. But if you're, if you're not, um, if your pheromones are pressed down and attracting them, they won't bother you as much. And yeah. then over time of being in nature, mm-hmm. you'll notice that it gets less and less and less. But when you first get there, of course, they knew your fresh meat. So they say, who's this? You know, so they're going to come around you. But then if your body is not, you know, giving off those odors and, and the smells, you won't even attract them as much. Well, it's funny because um, I, I, in fact, Kwame helped me calm down. When I got home, I called Kwame. Kwame, I had a tick on me. And I broke out in the rash. And Kwame said, oh, they're just giving you some of their medicine. It's like he was like, chill out, chill out. And, okay, okay. And all I got from that was a rash on my back. And, that, and then it yeah. was over. The body has a way of healing itself, and your immune system over time can reject, you know, block different things. Because, I mean, I've been bit by a cat, and I thought it was the end. I thought I was just over. I said, okay, God, I'm done with life. <laughs> the way that that hurt for such a small animal. Yeah, oh, yeah. Pain. Talk know? about pain. Yeah. Yeah. And I create the natural repellent that art, art taught me a lot of great recipes, and I make some bugs, bugs to keep them away. Uh, but my son, he says to me, because he was outside playing, and I said, Ishmael, you want me to spray your mat with this stuff? I made some stuff to get the ants away. He says, no, Mommy, please just leave them, because the queen loves her ants. Oh, my God. They help her, and she needs them. What kind of child is that? Another alien on the planet. He is, he is like a spitting image of art. He can eat an entire bag of oranges, apples, cucumbers. That's what he'll do. He eats like that raw. All day long, yeah. he will be just like how Art does because him and Art were very close. So he got to see that lifestyle, walking with him, talking with him, sitting with him, seeing how Art lives, and he's got like the physique. And it's just, it's very eerie. Yeah, honestly, the yeah. way that they are. Wow, <laughs> that is interesting. He didn't yeah. leave us his spirit transferred over to your son or something. Yeah, <laughs> you know how spirit works. Yeah, that's really it just, interesting. It just goes where it needs to go. <laughs> yeah, but see, I've had friends who have had Lyme disease, and they swear that this tick created all this suffering that they're going through. And I'm thinking, and I my my study, I now know that a lot of it is emotional. A lot of it could be Epstein Barr virus, and like you said, the the alkaline or acid condition of a body will determine how bad you react from an insect biting you. And I'm, I'm starting to see that coming to light very clearly. Uh, when And two of the, these two people suffered greatly from what they call Lyme disease, from a little chicken. I'm like, after all the in, the research and the studying and experience I've had, now nah, wasn't that little chick that did it. There was more to it right. than that there little chick. There has to be some other underlying issues that get the body out of whack that fast yeah. or something. Yeah. Because there is a venom that every living thing has within them. You know, 
they have their own pH. So if it's that strong that it's going to throw you off, then yes, your body's ability to create white blood cells has been compromised. Right. And we have to rebuild our immune system by being out in nature. That's one way, like you said, giving you a little bit of medicine. It's like, hey, you need a little bit of this because if 50 of us came and got you, you'd be out of here. So let me give you a little bit at a time so that, you know, kind of building you up. Yeah. I have seen where people have gotten bit by lots and lots of something, but they still live while other people would have go into anaphylactic shock because their body doesn't have the ability to, to get the histamine blockers going. They don't have the ability. But someone that's been bit time after time after time after time is going to have a tolerance. So that's the same thing with allergies and the allergy seasons. If you're out in nature more often, you're less likely to have heart allergies. Yeah, so uh, let me go. I see um, we have a hand. Uh, are you ready to take some callers? Sure. Questions? Oh, oh, oh this is oh, this is looks like Kwame Sunhorse. So he's gonna join the conversation. Mom, Maisie, your mic is still open. So if you want to have a comment, uh, I'm gonna leave your mic open uh, because you're so much a part of uh, this body ecology, mothers for the earth. And now I'm bringing in uh, Kwame Sunhorse, who's also a big part of this body ecology, art hints, and history. So, uh, Brother Kwame, your mic is open. Yes, and good evening, Sister Viata, and good evening to your guests and to one another also, especially. You know, it's good to yeah. hear Art is alive. You know, his his body may have left us, but his spirit will always be there. You know, and Art was yeah. one of the things of the Overground Railroad because that 200 acres was an oasis. And that oasis yeah. had the ancestor spirit, and Mama AZ was good at seeing those spirits that were there on that land. And so yeah. it, was, it was part of this journey that we began and, and how I met those. That's how Viata came into the circle with Mama AZ and, and some others that were there. I'm looking at, you know, what we're looking at, and she was talking about all things have spirit. And the part of it is is that, what is it called, panpsychism. Pan is the all, and psychism is the, the mind or the spirit. Everything is connected. That's why we say Mataki say in Native American, all my relations, because we are related to everything upon this mother. And the part that we're doing now in having the elders come together, that we had a gathering uh, the end of last month. But what we had was is that we're now looking at how do we decolonize this whole system, and the sister was very much on point in saying that what the elders are saying about what we eat, we should not eat anything that's not in its own packaging. We should not eat anything that is not in its own packaging. That means that everything grows in its own packaging, and this is where the consumption comes, not in the plastic bags or the can or the saran wrap or all of these other parts that, that we see in those death industry places called the supermarket. The thing that we're seeing now in this decolonization is, is overstanding that a lot of the elder women and some of the elder men are teaching us how to forage our food, how to eat with our relatives because our relatives is what grows in the forest because the forest is the first community. And what we're doing is, is we're becoming communal again 
and being able to eat from our mother because we are under our mother, which is called the Milky Way. And this is what she feeds her. That's why it's called the Milky Way. It's the way in which the milk of the energy of that galaxy feeds all those planets in our solar system and feeds this planet with the cosmic consciousness we need for our new evolution, which we're moving from a homo sapien to a homo spiritus. And it's really important how we begin to understand how we have to reconnect because, as the Hopi says, is that you are the one you've been waiting for. You are the one you've been waiting for. And no other better person to do and receive what Creator gave us by allowing us to conceive ourselves and grow into in a womb and grow and come forth on this earth and to now see that we have a new purpose in this part of the galaxy that we are now in for this new evolution. So it's it's very much on point how we began to use these tools because I did a presentation that said my presentation was DI on CI versus AI, divine intelligence on Turtle Island versus artificial intelligence. Divine intelligence is what we have been living in since the conception of this planet. And the thing that we understand, as the elders tell us, is that the earth does not need the human. The human needs the earth. And we better wake up to that fact. So I thank the sisters for sharing. And, you know, it's very important you were talking about the life that's coming onto the planet. Every seven seconds since we've been talking on this show, there is a child coming from a womb. There are over 12,394 children born in a day. We have to understand that that is the new beginning of the seven generations that are to come that we speak of in our tradition. Thank us. Thank us. And let me, uh, that's so, uh, I'm going to, would you ladies like to comment or um, uh, on that, what Kwame just said? Absolutely. It was beautiful when he mentioned Milky Way, honestly. Uh, I just uh, wrapping up a project with NASA where they selected the Young Urban Farmers and the Art and Life Foundation to promote some different tools that are available to farmers. Um, and especially farmers of color, and they have a survey that they put out asking us, what are the barriers, how do we feel, why don't we take advantage of these different things, and it's because of knowledge. If people don't know something is available to them, it's really difficult to use. So uh, working with them and working with them is teaching me about different tools that we can use as farmers that a lot of other people have had access to for so long, and that's why they have different cutting-edge like he said, with some it's artificial intelligence, some it's divine intelligence. So if you have divine intelligence, but then you have an edge where you can utilize some tools that have been developed by our tax dollars to enhance your life, to make your life a little bit easier, why wouldn't you use it if it's not going to hurt other people? So these tools that I'm learning about, slowly but surely, I feel will definitely be a benefit to me. I'll be able to teach others. And our first street name is Milky Way. Oh, cool. And we are, I'm glad you said that. We're fundraising for our street signs right now. Killing Spring Farm is our cash tag, Killing Spring Farm. And the beautiful thing about our streets is that they will be named after our people. We will have an artist Henson way. We have a Mama Bonfire AZ, the way ah. that she wants us to spell it. We have 
of, you know, a earth-feathered circle. So it's named after us and all of the founding members that are part of our association are going to be able to decide how we run our not a dictatorship. Even though I am the chiefess, I'm an empress of the property appointed by art. I have to teach everyone what I have learned, what art has taught me, because we are we are one. And we all have something that we should master in this collective, in this cooperative, in this community. We have sisters in Mississippi. I have a sister that has land out there that's growing food down there. We have a sister in um, South Carolina. We have a sister uh, that's coming from Florida to join us in Virginia as well. And she's, uh, that's our sister that's on the call with us. So we just have to make sure, like, like he was saying, that we have that collective energy, that collective spirit, collective consciousness, and it's a world, it's a global thing. Everything that we do is affecting what's happening all over the world. You, you got to see that when there was smoke in the air from Canada and people all the way in New York and people all the way in the South were experiencing that. And once we realize that everything that I do has an effect on you and everyone else, we'll start to make different decisions on how we live our lives. And, and sustainability is the key. Our carbon footprint, reducing our carbon footprint and being kinder to nature, doing the ways, doing the ways of our ancestors. If you cut a tree, you plant another one. So it's all about this regenerative culture, and that's what we're practicing um, in Austin. So I'm so grateful that you're on the call, brother. And that you know art and your love is so. Hey, hallelujah. Yeah, we got to go ahead. We're going to answer his comment. Just one, break. Go ahead. one little comment because what she's talking about is what's called astrogeography. And being able to know that there are planetary alignments and, and which we have to understand is that this is why our, our ancestors built sacred sites and sacred places on this earth is because there's a grid. And once we understand our connection as above, so below. And when we began to understand with the community of the forest, the forest has a wood-wide web, which is greater than any worldwide web because it's been existing since this planet formed itself. This is the way it grew itself. And so we're understanding that that connection of our wood wide web is connected to the cosmic web. And the understanding is how do we align with the planetary alignment as the farmer's almanac tells you. How you plant with the moon, how you plant in certain seasons, how you plant with with different times of the moon. So it's this is what NASA is sharing, what our ancestors knew, what answer, what NASA got from our ancestors. I thank you for, for, for sharing that, my sister. Ashe, yes, that's, that's the beauty of it all. This work has been done. We don't have to reinvent the wheel, but we should have the knowledge of the tools available to us spiritually and in this world. And I need to come up there and have some lessons on planting and all of that because, you know, I have, my son has some property here that I live on. I'm just not a very good planner. But I got squash growing all over the place. I, and it, I didn't even plant. I just threw compost out there, and now squash is growing everywhere. So that's, but I need some lessons on that. So when we come back, uh, I want to talk more about that land up there because I was on that land. And I was, as Kwame was talking, as you're talking, I'm thinking, why did I visit that land? Why, of me of all people, did I have the opportunity 
to really, I mean, and we walked all over that land to with with a, um, a, a, a we had to have a, a, a knife to cut the, the hedges and all that. So I'm just thinking about that. Why um, I had to visit that land? But we're going to take a break and we'll be right back. Um, so unmuted. Stick and stay. Don't go away. Naima Latif, our executive producer of the Female Solution, is going to play more commercials, and we'll be right back. Everything you need, what your body needs, is found in nature. So Susan Essentials doesn't do it any other way. Susan Essentials provides your employees and individuals access to over 20,000 nutritional products. And they are shipped direct to your door. Because Susan Essentials is certified in plant-based healing, we're permitted to offer you the best nutritional supplements on the planet. They're non-GMO and sustainably produced. And we take the guesswork out for you. Let Susan Essentials help you take control of your health today. Oh man, God sent the monthly sun bill today. This sunlight is really expensive, especially during this season. I'll probably have to work overtime to pay it. Well, you better pay it on time. We don't want the sun to go out and we're sitting up here all day in the dark. Wouldn't it be terrible if God charged us for sunlight? Well, thank God, the light and heat from the sun is free. So why are we paying such high bills for the energy we use in our homes? Because we don't know how to use solar energy, the free energy from the sun. You can convert your regular home to a solar energy home and save tremendously on your electric bill. Take a look at your electric bill. Wouldn't you like to reduce or possibly even eliminate that cost altogether? Let one of our solar consultants show you how. Call today, 312-849-3456 and schedule a free consultation. That's 312-849-3456. Is Monday morning a struggle to get out of bed into the swing of things? Well, don't worry, you are not alone. Join us for thought-provoking, stimulating and mindful conversations on higher learning with Zelda Speaks for your Monday morning mindfulness session on Blog Talk Radio, The Female Solution, Mondays, 7.30 until 9 a.m. Be sure and send your ideas, thoughts, comments, and suggestions. Also, if you'd like to be a guest on the show, visit zeldaspeaks.com and send us your info. We'd love to have you. Experience mindfulness moments with the Mindfulness Slash Stress Relief Coach, Zelda Speaks. And thanks for sharing the Mindfulness Moment Tip of the Day. Stay on purpose, stay empowered, and stay tuned to your next session of Mindfulness on Higher Learning with Zelda Speaks. Make it a mindful day. And thanks for listening. Sisters 
is in the house, female energy from um, the cosmos, and their energy is, is off the chain in terms of wisdom tonight. And uh, we're on um, YouTube Live, that's Viata's Tiny House Village, and we're also on Facebook Live, uh, Soul Purpose Healing, and my personal page, Vieta or Viata Robinson. And then we're here in the studio of Blog Talk Radio, as well as the female solution, soul purpose healing. So we're giving you all kinds of options in case things go wrong, and they do sometimes go wrong, but you can choose how you want to listen or view these beautiful women uh, on Dean Yard. So uh, 2014, I was thinking during the break, what was the year that I visited uh, Virginia, Alton, Virginia, Art Henson's land and met him and his wife at the time. They, her name was Seven at the time, but that's changed. So since 2014, okay, we're talking uh, nine years. Wow, the number nine again. Oh, that's really interesting. That's, that's, I've been on Soul Purpose Healing nine years. It was nine years ago that I visited um, that land after my divorce. And, and after um, we sold our house and I had the money to fly to Alton, rent a car, and drive to uh, uh, Arts Land from the airport and and experience an amazing trip in, in the jungle, basically. So, uh, Earth, what is the jungle? Is the jungle still the jungle in, in Virginia? <laughs> mostly, yes. Okay. And, uh, yeah, mostly. There are some slight changes. We have our first resident, well, besides my husband and myself, um, who signed on as a lessee and she started building her, her barn on her farm, on her three acres. Um, we've also developed more streets since you've gotten, since you've come. Um, Art has carved out some streets, so we have an entrance from the Milky Way to be able to get down and then make a left at the cabin. My husband and I also made a new little street, but mostly, yes, still jungle, but managed jungle, more so stewarded jungle, where you're able to get down. We can get to the lake properly. You don't really need your machete. Yeah. We've been clearing, <laughs> keeping, trying our best to keep the roads a little clear, but if you're walking, it wouldn't hurt to have the machete in certain spots, you know, so we try our best to keep it wild, but we are in the process of developing a sustainable community, which would leave a majority of the trees because the trees are our life. We are half the trees, our lungs. Absolutely. So one of the big things that we encourage our people to do is to uh, use permaculture design principles, which were made popular by Bill Mollison, but it's basically just using the ancestors' ways. He basically just reintroduced it in a organized fashion, like kind of scientific way, where you observe everything that's going on. So instead of just going in and cutting down all your trees, you go in and you say, I think this is going to be a good spot for my house. Let me just cut some trees, then replant so that I don't destroy the ecosystem. That that vibrational frequency that all of these roots have developed over all these years, you don't want to just destroy that, clear the land, and then your land is barren. You're, you have to plant grass seeds. You have to plant shrubs. You have to, there's no need to do that. If there are things there naturally that are prolific growing that are not going to be invasive or take over your crop, then why not leave them there? Allow them to be. Allow nature to take its course. 
I, I like to make sure I observe uh, the land. But, yes, pretty much it's the same. <laughs> I can't wait to visit again because um, I want to see the transformation. Uh, and as you said, being more sensitive and conscious to let the trees be and work around the trees is definitely the way to do it so that the energy will be so healing because you're allowing Mother Nature to rule, right? I mean, you're not going in there saying, well, this is the way we're going to do things and you're just going to have to cooperate, trees and and animals and grass and all that. And, in fact, I remember us walking. I don't know even how we got to that lake. We went so many different routes to get to the lake. I, I was just following the crowd and, I'll never forget that uh, Seven had no top on whatsoever. She's walked, her locks were covering her breast, and I'm thinking this is one brave sister. All the rest of us had long sleeves on, and she had a little wrap around her waist and no top, and just her locks. And I'm the most crazy, and I'm from Chicago. I was born and raised in Chicago. So there was a reason the Most High, I'm, I'm talking divine purpose reason that the Most High had me visit that place to overcome fear. I think even that I took part in the ayahuasca ceremony and, oh, nice. uh, and people were asking me, well, what did you get out of it? I said, I got rid of fear. Because I was scared to death of going into this ceremony. I'm like, what's going to happen? The frog medicine, they're going to put this in me. And then this is going to happen. I'm like, oh, and, and so I knew this was about getting rid of fear for me and, and overcoming other uh, weaknesses in my life. But even that being on that land, uh, ooh, that was kind of fearful, uh, being in the in the jungle. And then everybody, it started to rain a little, and all the women were in the lake except me. I'm like, nope, not getting in the lake. And I think maybe one more prayer. I just stood by the tree and hung out with the trees, admiring the trees. And all the women just jumped right into the lake I said, uh, with no clothes or whatever. I'm, I just wasn't there yet. So maybe the next well, time. Well, you know, normally I'm there all the time. When you live in nature, it happens naturally where you just don't wear clothes. I'm being very respectful to you all today on the Blog Talk Radio Live. Yes, yes. But normally, yeah, just like seven will be on the land. That's how it just happens naturally for anyone. The more and more that you're out there, you just clothes are just a nuisance if it's not cold. So... Yeah, I was I was half naked today because it's hot, and I had a little bitty tight thing on and a and a little bitty shorts, and I'm like I felt great. I I know well, what I you mean. Just on about an hour ago. <laughs> yeah, it feels great to be naked. That's why the beach is good for bikinis, because you don't want to be uh, too many clothes on at the beach, especially. Well, we ha- I go to a private beach now because I oh. again the clothes are a restriction, and I I love to bathe. Um, in the ocean, and the sand is a great exfoliator. I'm learning so much more about how nature really does create every beauty product that you could ever imagine, and we don't have to destroy our epidermic epidermic layer with all these toxins and alcohols, and it's just so many things that we've been putting into our bodies and putting on our bodies for beauty that are unnecessary. Absolutely, yeah. And your skin is looks beautiful. Um, Oh, thank you. So uh, I don't have any makeup on. I, I don't know. wear makeup. I, don't I use my um, essential oils. We have an essential oil called um, Fountain of Youth that we make at Body Ecology. We have um, a female libido one, which really 
livens me up, helps me feel young. And we also have our shea butter formula, our special signature formula that helps keep my skin tight. So I try my best to take care of myself. And like I said, all natural beauty products are all made by Body Ecology. And uh, where can people buy those? So right now, you know, we are a private company. We're a foundation. So I have people that can either call me or they can go to our website, our Square Up website for Healing Springs Pharmacy to get, like, the mouthwashes. But on our Facebook page, Body Ecology Life Assumment Center, you'll see the phone numbers to contact me, me or call me. That's how we've been doing a lot of the orders. I try to, I'm trying to keep it like Art did because he had a system. And products are not just to be purchased. They're to be um, needed. So if somebody has a specific issue, we want to make sure that you're getting the right thing. We don't really want people just buying things. So it's best that we consult you that we can give you your prescription, mm-hmm. you know, from the pharmacist. Right. Because that's what we are. We are a pharmacy. So it's best that we speak to you. If it's something like maintenance, like our herbal detox formula, people usually can just go, you know, online and purchase it or just call me because that doesn't require, you know, me to really figure out what's going on with you personally mm-hmm. um, to detox your system. Mm-hmm. But all of our other formulas, we usually talk to the people directly. Um, somebody like you would might pr- refer a client to us, and that's how most of the time we create formulas for people. Right. Uh, let me just read some of the comments on Facebook. I'm, I'm not ignoring them, but I'm just so uh, interested in getting as much as I can from you two ladies while you're here. And uh, Osadia, do uh, are you going to come back on the screen? Or are you going to hide all night? I think I. You can't see. Can you see me? Well, you look, you're like a shadow. You're in the dark. Oh, because yeah, that's just the lighting in here. Okay, because I could I could see you, but I was like, oh, she's still. Um... The lighting is bad in here. <laughs> okay, let me read some comments, and maybe you can adjust your lighting so you can share some more with us. Uh, we've got uh, Denise Payne is here. She says, "I'm in here. So much love. Yeah, you got it right." I think that's what I've been feeling, Tanisha, so much love from these sisters, number one for themselves, and so in touch with who they are and their purpose. When you meet people like um, uh, these two sisters, Osaji, I'm going to get this name, Osaji Adua and Earth Feather, you feel the love for self first. I, I'm learning tonight what that feels like to talk to people who love themselves as much as you two ladies do and who are demonstrating your divine purpose in such a unique, beautiful way. So, yeah, Tanise is right. So much love. She must be feeling the love, too. And then I... You know what? That was was me. That's my legal name. I typed it when I was on Facebook earlier, and then I came on your video. So that was me. (laughs) Who is that? My legal name is Tanise Payne, Earth Feather. Oh, and I was on Facebook first, and I realized that I needed to be on the link you sent me so that if people wanted to see in the camera. So that was me. Oh, my goodness. I'm thinking this is two separate people. Oh, that's so weird. But that was the only comment I made, and I figured out I have to be on the video. So, But but there's lots of love, and I do feel it. My alter ego feels it. Well, you've been with, on my Facebook for a while, though, haven't you? Yeah. I did. I did. Yeah. Okay, so we are really old friends, old 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 connections. We just never got to do this. I know. This is so long coming. Oh my goodness. It's 
This is a significant, this is an 11 today, 625.23, and I'm really seeing the significance of this number today. And then the fact that nine years ago I visited um, Arts Land, nine years ago um, I divorced, I, I my marriage ended, and, ooh, just gives me chills thinking about all the, the divine energy putting all this together at this time. So uh, our Monday morning health eldest host of Female Solutions says, Grand evening, awesome queen teachers. So glad to hear your birthing experiences were pleasurable. <laughs> That's a rarity. Thanks for teaching squatting process. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hospitals don't care. Still using ancient practices. Refusal to connect with natural birth, non-profitable. So there, there again, I think is why the mortality rate is high among um, women of color because in these hospitals too much. I don't know if you ladies agree or not with that. Um, when they say, talk about, they, they want to bring out, they want to say we're victims of the system. But I, my opinion is more like um, there's a, a knowledge that's missing. There's an ignorance level in the community that's missing that we need to help the sisters come out of and realize you cannot trust the system to help you have a healthy pregnancy, number one, and then have a healthy birth. So, ladies, do you have any comment about that? Um, you're both in on mute right now. Well, absolutely. I feel it's necessary for us to care for ourselves, like how Lakeisha said she almost gave birth on her own. Her practicing meditation and her, and her ability to deal with some of the pain, you know, there's a threshold of pain, however, you know, that some people have. Some people can take it, some people can't. Everybody's different. But there's this one moment that you get a euphoric energy, and I'm sure she could describe that to you, um, where you when you're pushing and and you get this gratification, and especially if you're in that goddess pose, if you're squatting and, and you're getting in groove of the way that we're supposed to give birth. I wasn't able to do that because of fear, my family's fear, my husband's fear. Oh, no, the doctor said, the doctor said, the doctor said. But then when I started looking at my own body in the mirror, taking a mirror and actually looking at it and using and doing Kegels, I said, well, wait a minute, this is a muscle. So if I learn how to work with the contractions, I don't have to have their drugs because the drugs make you weaker so that you can't push. The epidural makes you feel no pain so you don't know when to push, and you have to get that C-section. So it's a, a calculated move that they make in order to make the most money they can off of you. Every single thing they do, they can bill it. There's a billing code for every single procedure, even if they're just bringing you uh, aspirin. That aspirin might cost you $200. Once they build it and brought it to you, with it, I mean, it's ridiculous, some of these billing codes. But, but we have to remember that life is free, just like that commercial we heard. The sun is free. Giving birth is free. Have you ever seen a dog or a cat out in nature run to the veterinarian on their own? <laughs> to go get birth? No. They're going to give, you're going to see those cats the next day running all over the place. 
or a week later running around. And, and they wonder, where's those stray cats? They they're going to pop up with babies. And, and they're so much affected by your energy and the relationships you're in. I had a, a friend whose dog had cancer, and she and her husband were in the worst relationship. They were arguing all the time. She hated him at times. That dog developed cancer. She used the veterinarian to give the dog uh, chemotherapy. I, I never heard of that before, giving a dog, and the dog died several months later. It's like, bleh. So, yeah, that's the dynamics about being natural, even with your pet, is big. Oh, Sajidua, did you have a comment about uh, what we, she just mentioned about the birthing experience? Yeah, it was it was really challenging, like, you know, but <laughs> I learned how to breathe. Yes, yes, yes. I learned how to handle my tea and my sister, thank you, <laughs> because she, she taught me something also called Reiki and that breathing and channeling is very important. In life, in life, yes. In life, period. Yes. You know, like, yes, it is. Like, it's an unexplainable, like, you can it's God, the breath. That's the breath, the breath of God is in you. He are God. We are God. Yes. Uh, oh, the prana, the prana life force. I am that I am, so when you... When you embody that, you be that, you know, I'm telling you, I was a, I was so afraid in the hospital room by myself with no family around and no people around me. And, you know, when I had my son, I prayed for a black woman to deliver my baby because I wanted to do a so bad in there. I called Earth Feather. I remember I was going in labor, oh my God. And I was almost panicking. I called my sister like oh my God. <laughs> and all, all we did was just with just the mind. It begins with the mind. Just talking from distance. Doing my, my sister's making symbols, sending her divine energy and I and she was able to remember. Mm. All your training, it came right back to you. So you felt like you got to that moment. You said, "Girl, I couldn't take it anymore." But look at how far you got. And they're like, "It doesn't matter." I'm like, "No, I don't want any man. Don't give me no epidural, no pills." I said, (laughs) "You know, I breathed it out every contraction, especially with Zion, with my with my daughter, my last daughter. I was breathing in there, and that lady was looking at me like." Are you a human? <laughs> well, we don't care what they're looking like. That's none of her business. Yeah. So we're going to breathe how we need to breathe. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and, and, and you know what? We got to be really careful because they love to give us medicine. They love to do that. And I had went in when I was pregnant with my last daughter. I went in because I was having some uh, gallstones and um they kept wanting to give me morphine. Oh, my. And no food. Oh, my. I said, okay, first of all, I'm pregnant. You want to give me no food for two days? And they kept coming in like, you okay? Do you want some morphine? Uh. And I'm no, I want some <laughs> food. And she said, well, uh, she had me hooked up to this baby monitor thing. 
And I'm like, okay, the thing is malfunctioning, first of all, because when you've been cords anyway, whatever kind of device they have, if you bend a cord, it's not going to work properly. You know, the electricity needs to flow. So they obviously don't know that. So I'm like, okay, the thing is not working because it's malfunctioning. So they're like, no, the baby's heartbeat is off. And I'm like, there's nothing wrong with my baby's heartbeat. My baby died and I'm hungry. So <laughs> y'all done moved the dog. They put a camera thing down my throat and put me, they put me to sleep. They put me to sleep, put the camera thing down the throat to remove the gallstones. So when I came out of that surgery, I'm like, I'm hungry. Like, okay, I can eat now. <laughs> the thing is over. Like, give me food. And they're like, well, we just want to check baby. And I'm like, baby is fine. I didn't even come in here for baby. Like, y'all keep worried about baby. Leave baby alone, okay? Baby is fine, okay? I've been eating what I'm supposed to eat, and, and baby is good, you know? But they just kept wanting to and pushing it with me. I said, the lady come in there, and she said, well, if you take that off, then your baby could die. I said, you know what? I need you to leave now. I need you to leave out of my room. I said, if you speak one more curse in here, you can walk right out the door that you came in. You know, sometimes that's how you have to get with them because they'll push and push and push like the shot. I don't do the vaccination. And they kept telling me, well, if you don't give your baby this, your baby could die. I said, no, you could die if you don't leave. You better leave out of this room. There's <laughs> no curses up in here. You know, words are spelled. Don't just rush your mouth around me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't trust everybody and I don't allow everybody to speak into my life. You <laughs> you gotta be careful because they will, they'll try and push and push and push and I'm like, No, I'm going home. Okay, fine, I'll refuse it. I'm going home and um I went home, I ate some watermelon and everything just started working. Right, crazy. Talk about my baby. I delivered my baby fine. She was healthy, breastfeeding. We good. Well, well, see, that's how that's how you prevent high mortality rates. You take charge of your yeah. body and your own situation. These were the the statistics are are like they are because women are not doing what you just did. You don't go in a hospital that you're paying for, your insurance is paying for, and let them do anything and everything. is paying for it, but I, it's my body. Right, right. <laughs> and and Terrell Boykin says they always try to scare you into submission. Absolutely. That's how the pharmaceutical industry makes so much money. They use the agents in the hospitals and medical system to scare you. And then they're going to make lots of money off your fear that you keep promoting. They keep promoting. So, yeah, it's a racket for sure. Uh, okay, let me see. I mean, we have to think a little bit about the placebo effect. Yeah. There are people that have oh, been given a drug that did have the active ingredient and some people that were just given sugar pills that showed the same improvement that people that took the drug. Absolutely. So we have to remember it's mind over matter. It all begins with the thought. And when you have the proper thought, then you'll start thinking about the proper things your body needs to be maintained properly to heal itself. Absolutely. So that's what happens with that placebo effect. People think they're doing something for their body already, so they start making active changes in order for those changes to actually come into effect. That's the way the mind works. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Are you going to breastfeed again? Not on, probably not on camera. <laughs> <laughs> if we're all fascinated, like. <laughs> <laughs> the baby's here. The baby's here. For those of you in the in the studio, we're looking at mommy and baby together, and baby's happy, obviously, because baby's getting what baby needs, which is mommy's milk. Right. How and did start pulling in and scratching like, hey? <laughs> of course, of course. I can't wait to see her. <laughs> and, and I'm on my way down there. And and okay, so you're in Pleasant Gardens, North Carolina. I just realized when I went to Virginia, I flew into Durham. I think Durham, North Carolina Airport. Are you okay? Yeah. And then drove to uh, Virginia. So you're not far. From the land. Not at all. I am a simple hour drive from the land in Austin. Okay. I'm here as a demonstration model, and we're looking to get our new model to come in here, our brand new uh, governor to come in and start saying so that we can do some more building out in Austin. So we are a true eco village, tiny house eco village at that. This is a 24 diameter foot dome. Um, it does have a, a, a higher 14 foot ceiling because we can put a, a, a box in here, but the square footage basically is about 456 square feet. And then we have our camper and also another tiny house that our boys have kind of like their little camp out area where they can have their privacy, they, what they want to watch on TV, their snacks, their little couch, you know, for the youth. But it's their own, their own room in a sense to teach them their own responsibilities young, um, to get them to know that they have to clean up their own space and keep it organized because I'm not going to do it anymore. So having their own space has been um, a big learning experience for them, and it's showing us how we can really truly make more tiny house villages just like this with the duplicatable model with a central location and us supporting each other as a community. It's the way of our future. It's the way of our past. We have to live this way now again in order for us to truly thrive and for us to make massive changes that we truly need to make as a, as a community. Um, I have to ask you, I'm, I'm thinking about a brother, Prince Israelite is his name, and he's building a community in Georgia similar to that. And do you have polygamous families in your community? Right now we don't, but we are not 100% opposed to that either. I was, um, I took a in 2001 in Islam. I know there's many uh, walks of life that uh, accept it, so we're not opposed to it, but right now we don't have any families that are. Okay. And it's not based on polygamy. I know some people have their communities based on that to make it easier for them, but we we try our best to have, you know, the one relationship, one man, one woman um, type relationship. But in families that are blended and that need different um uh, dynamic, it's not for us to judge that, but it's promoting or our prime objective. Right. Uh, Kwame, your mic is open, so uh, if you want to have, if you have a comment, go ahead. Yes, and you know, I'm grateful to hear that the land is being created into an oasis. An oasis on the Overground Railroad, it stands for our ancestor spirit and service, because on that land is our ancestor spirit, and it's being in service to us because we've come back and become stewards of the land. Nate, there's a place in Tuskegee, uh, 
nature's gar- nature's victory garden and she's also has 47 acres and what they've done is they've taken 15 and they've built a-frame houses what they're going to use as bed and breakfast and they're also building there's a brother there teaching container building that they're getting containers and they're putting containers on the land and being able to put them around the lake there and so there's another place in Brandywine, Maryland, and she's built, take the pole barn and made a school of it and also has been able to open up an herbal shop. So what we're seeing is that we're creating these oases within these food deserts, these deserts of urban area, because urban only means you're being banned from nature. And what we're doing is we're creating spaces well, everybody's not going to come to live in nature. The thing is, is that we have to have places in which we can come and get off to the, do the electromagnetic hygiene, cleansing, grounding, and reconnecting people back to their source of energy and, and help them to detoxify if they have to go back into those environments with being able to know that there are spaces in which they can cleanse their mind, body, and spirit. Absolutely. Thank you uh, for that. Okay. And, I, and I'll look at that. Uh, you sent what you sent me uh, later. What about uh, growing food on the land? Um, how is that going, um, Earth Feather? So right now at our demo model, we do have an example of how you can create your three acres. And if you go to our site, um, Facebook, Young Urban Farmers, you should see some of the photos. I'll make sure to make uh, to go ahead and post some now so people want to, you know, go back later after the call and take a look. But what we've done there is our garden manager has planted some lettuce, some tomatoes. We do have a perennial herb uh, spiral with sage, lavender, um, and oregano that grows on its own. Every year it gets more prolific because it's perennial, and we have it in a, a spiral as energy. The sun, it, it gives the perfect amount of light, you know, it's the way that everything is designed. Um, so that model is what you can do in Alton. We haven't actually planted there because we're not there on a 24-7 basis to care for it, but naturally the fennel, the blackberries, the um, lamb's wool, I mean, nature is growing. We, we truly don't have much to do when nature does the work. And I feel like more so... Uh, People that get uh, spoiled with, oh, well, I need this uh, mango or this pineapple or whatever genetically modified things that they might need, those cotton candy grapes. We've gotten so spoiled that we don't realize, hey, folk salad, people used to eat that. Like, it it was a huge part of people's diets. Now people want to call dandelions. They used to call them dandelion wheat. You'll find it in Whole Foods Market for $4 a bunch. I know, crazy. So you have to reevaluate truly what is food. Like you said, if it comes in its own package, not in the package in the stores with the Red 40 and all of the different dyes, what they're making, but nature provides the food. And if we were to stop flushing our waste into the water, we would start regenerating food from the things that we eat and the seeds that we eat would go back into the soil and give us more food. So as we, as a family, our sustainable nature of using, we're plant-based. We're not eating heavy meats and toxic foods and things. So 
The majority of our foods are raw or plant-based foods. When we put them into our um, compost area, they make my roses more beautiful. They make everything just more beautiful. The flowers bloom brighter. And there's, there's a way for you to regenerate yourself and become something new again. We don't have to just be consuming everything and eating 24-7. That's why a lot of us are overweight because we feel, oh, you need this breakfast, lunch, dinner, square meal, calories. No, that's not the way we did things. When we were out in nature, there were low-hanging fruits and nuts and different grains. And if we had to reach for it, that was your exercise because you had to bend for it. We didn't have to go to the gym and get on the cycle because we had to walk. We had to go different places to get our water. We had to haul the water from the river or whatever it may have been. Now we've been, like I said, we've gotten spoiled with so many things, and we've gotten this McDonaldization of mindset, especially my generation, thinking that everything is supposed to be instantaneous. If it's slow food, it should be no food. Slow food or no food. We need to make sure we're taking that time, the natural time that it takes to grow something, instead of trying to speed it up, genetically modify it. I was watching a, a documentary on Netflix, was it Netflix or YouTube, about Indian culture and the food. This guy was going to all over India, sampling the food in India, lots of dead animals, unfortunately, but there was also a lot of seasoning. And there's a young woman who they were, who was uh, in the, the room with them on one visit, and she was a, like a millennial. She said, well, we don't like this kind of food. We'd rather have McDonald's or processed foods. And that's like, that's the reality even in India? Oh, my goodness. They're getting to the the young people, the younger generation, even in other countries. So you're so right about getting back to natural food, real food, and away from all this process. It's a it's a problem because we're addicted to it. Not we, but most people are addicted to it. And um, I want to say um, Francis is on YouTube. So let me give this take this opportunity. Be sure and like and subscribe. Hit the but the like button and the Francis and anybody else on YouTube because I don't usually see comments from YouTube. So Francis, you're my first comment from YouTube. And be sure and like and subscribe. And this is Beth. I think we're trying to get a hold of Beth because we got business to do with Beth. Beth, we're going to come down and see you maybe this week because there's a, a vehicle, right, that you're looking oh, for. Oh, yes. Okay, so good. we want to talk to Beth uh, maybe after the show. Uh, or, or did you leave a message with her? Somebody left a message with her. I did, yes. Yeah. I left a message with her. So hopefully she'll be able to call me back after the show and we can chit-chat. Yeah, so important that we get this thing moving because what you are doing there is just so important. Uh, It's time. It's past time for us to develop this type of land. I remember walking, by the way, on that land, and we were picking berries as we walked. That was our food while we were on our hike. We were picking fresh berries, the most delicious food in the world. There's nothing like picking fresh fruit off a vine and eating it right then and there. Um, the so, uh, did you have a comment? Yes, I wanted to ask one further. Uh, I think I have it right. And what is happening on indigenous uh, universities and reservations and the grandmothers came in from Canada and uh, the Dakotas and what they're doing now 
is teaching foraging. The grandmothers are taking the young women and and the young boys, teaching them how to forage. And what they're doing is is their culinary chefs have taken and created indigenous Native American food and what they're doing and also being able to look at food as medicine. And the part is, is that you speak about the pharmacy, but what they're doing is that in the forest is the farm that you see is the medicine. And being able to have that which you were speaking about, the plants growing on the land, there needs to be what they're now seeing is is that food sovereignty and being able to teach our people how to go and to identify the different plants because all of the plants are our relatives. And we had there at the gathering, we gathered acorns and they took and the women pounded the acorns and they made flour. They washed it and made the flour. And when they made the flour, they fed us the, the pancakes and the bread that was made from those acorns. Very good. But the thing that the message was that she gave us, as the grandmother said, you are now just eating this acorn, which grows into an oak tree, so you now have the strength of that oak tree growing in you. Ashe. Yes, and and every I think with my YouTube channel, I really am am going to focus on more lessons like this, uh, Brother Kwame. Uh, even though I have Friday morning um, health and well-being, it's such an important message to help people uh, heal their addictions to this processed food. It's it's really ridiculous. I had an incident with my grandson. Uh, his dad had given him some Doritos. Oh my goodness, I'm not going to go into too much of that, but they he loved Doritos, and and there's all kinds of teachings about the addiction of Doritos. And I look, and he, my grandson had a had a a, a blowout, had a, a an upset situation. He he just got really uh, panicky, anxiety. He was trying to escape from this house. He was trying to get over the fence after the Doritos. And I'm like, okay, I think it's something in the Doritos. And I looked at the ingredients, which was about this long. And one of the things that uh, Dr. Sunil Dahan, who I play on Friday, what he mentions is the dyes, the colors in the food. If you're not paying attention to the yellow dye, number 40, blue dye, whatever, that is what is irritating the nervous system of not just children, but I'm starting to see even adults who are eating like that, they have a problem with paying attention. They have a problem with communicating even, with having a conversation. Uh, there's all kinds of things I'm noticing about people who are eating these these Doritos and, and foods, like chemicals, basically. So we want to make sure that as my YouTube channel, I've got to spend more time um, putting this teaching out there about about the, um, the food, the ingredients. The chemicals in the food. Go ahead, Earth. You, you wanted to say something. Oh, yeah. I, I wanted to say what Kwame was talking about with the acorns because one of the things that I'll do on our property is instead of just cutting something down, we, we like to identify what we have. So we have done um, some advancement in plant ID on the land out in the Art and Life Foundation. 
was with students from North Carolina Agricultural and Technical State University that came out. They're a part of our programs as well. They're called Afro Agriculture, and they work out of Georgia and in Greensboro at a number of different churches and organizations teaching youth how to garden. So they're, they're two of my apprentice students that took classes with me. Now, they go out and teach the community and grow food with these children. But it, like you said, it's so important to know the indigenous foods that we have because a lot of people think that they're just weeds, you know, and these are things that we can actually eat. There's a, a black forager. If people can look up the black forager, she always has something new that she foraged, and she did an episode on pulp salad. So that's why I no longer cut it. When I see it growing, I let it grow, and all the little berries that come off of it, you're not supposed to eat certain parts of the plant, and you have to – it's like a whole thing you have to do so you don't die eating this stuff, but it's good for you. <laughs> so he's right. We have to start educating ourselves. I like to use that word, education. Yeah. Because if you know how to go out there and get you some of those wild strawberries and some of that sweet grass and some of so whatever, those dandelion greens, you can survive out there in the woods. Absolutely. That's what it's all about because SHIT's <laughs> pretty soon they keep telling us they keep warning us and that's what preparation uh, for that is to know what you can eat out in the wild and learn how to fast because if you don't know how to fast and you're so used to always having food in your system and then you have to go for 24 hours without food you're going to be in big trouble so it's important that we practice now and i remember art used to fast at least once a week he would fast, you know, and practicing. And every month, every year um, in Islam, people fast for an entire month of Ramadan. And each month, the sun goes down. You know, and if we, if we start training our bodies now to be more resilient and stronger, then we'll be healthier people when it hits the fan. Not it, but when. Now, can I ask, what happened uh, to Art? Uh, what do you think um, was the cause of I'm glad transition? That's what brought him into the holistic lifestyle. He had prostate issues. And he kept that a big secret for me. I honestly did not know the extent of the issues. I was sort of, I'm his daughter and goddaughter, where he didn't want to tell me if something was wrong. I'd be like the last person to honestly know because he knew how bad it would hurt me. So he really did a lot of his, but I was able to identify it once we moved in. I would notice things. I'd be like, all right, what's this? What's that? And then when he started getting more shakier and shakier and shakier, I started asking him more detailed questions, and that's how I found out about some of his issues. And he was the type that he would never really ask for help, and he asked me to come into his room to do something right on his foot. His foot was swollen, swollen, swollen. He wasn't able to expel his urine anymore, but you know, the prostate was not working properly. Um, his wife came back, so when she was there, she was probably there for a good six months before he transitioned, and she said that he transitioned his sleep. I was not physically there when he passed away. Um, she had moved back in, and I was giving some advice, you know, let let the married couple kind of, you know, rekindle energy, be alone. So I was like, okay, no problem. So I wasn't physically there to see his decline, but um, from what people were telling me, you know, just physically, he started just getting weaker and weaker, um, but he got in his sleep, she said. So I feel like now it's coming together because I am a EFT practitioner 
And that my my uh, training for that started with my sister and her breast cancer, and recognizing the emotional connection to her disease. And that's where a lot of your professionals, like art, don't deal with the emotional connect the emotions, and especially the relationship challenges. Prostate cancer or prostate issues are about relationship conflicts with women mostly. Or even uh, with men who are, if you're in a relationship with men who are challenging your masculinity, say your authority. And I know that uh, Art had a history of some business uh, conflict that he was in with his brother or someone. Uh, and that could have deep, that probably deeply affected him in a way, like you said, he we didn't want to talk about. Yes, uh, the way he didn't want to talk Art. about it to a lot. Yeah, go ahead, Kwame. Yeah, and I didn't mean to interrupt you, but Art was dealing with trauma that came from him when he was sitting at the Woolworth lunch counters in protest. Yes, absolutely. He he would share with us, I mean, as men, we talked about that and the things that we did in the 60s and and the movement. Art was one of the men in North Carolina that set a Woolworth at the lunch counter. And yeah. that attack on him there during that time traumatized him very deeply. And and and, and that's where the that may be the root cause. It's like for me, I discovered my dad, my mom, my parents' divorce uh, created in me a lot of anger and uh, unforgiveness toward my dad, even though I. For my dad, but recently when I was someone did Reiki on me, with a type of Reiki healing on me, and he told me that my anger was rooted in my my parents' divorce at eight years old. So what happened to Art and of black men? We've got a, a caller on the female solution calls, and he's had prostate issues for years. And his challenge, his his trauma was with uh, the uh, back in the or, or back in the uh, the time when what's the the young man back in the fifties uh, who they had the open casket in Chicago? Um, I can't even think of his name right now. Emmett Till. Emmett Till. A lot of a lot of men, I believe, a lot of especially black men were traumatized by that like that situation, that funeral, the death, all of that. And I, I think that's where uh, our caller that calls in on female solution with prostate issues, that traumatized him. And, and so they get triggered over and over again with situations like that, that that challenge their masculinity. And all of that was uh, about masculinity. Yes, go ahead. I apologize for interrupting. Uh, thank you, Brother Kwame, for the information and, and art. Art heard you. He, he thank you for sharing that because uh, many people, not only you, uh, you, Dr. V, me, I wondered. So thank us and thank you, Brother Kwame. Thank us for that sweat yeah. that you did there on the land. I, I, Art communicating with me, y'all. I'm not. I'm not joking. And th- we need to do another show on this. Uh, Brother Kwame, sisters, we need to do another show of, uh, about all of this. Thank us, peace. And I'm and I'm what I'm what I'm grateful 
before tonight mostly is that it's helping me to overstand my assignment in all of this. So, you know, in the beginning I was like questioning, why did I have to go to that land? Why am I in this position? Why is it nine years? And it real, I realized my experience with learning about the emotional connection and the childhood traumas, uh, we have to teach that, as, as you said, Earth, uh, Feather, we have to teach that as part of our collective uh, Healing Springs Pharmacy. It's so important that we don't just focus on the herbs and the plants and the food. We have to teach about the energy in motion, which are the feelings or stuff. Like art, art is the teacher for us that is helping us remember. Hi, is this the? Uh, hi there. My husband, Eagle Eye, he was very close to art as well. Oh. And he's been he's taken over a lot of the chief work. Oh, thank you, Eagle Eye. Yes, yes, we're all good. Thank you. We hope you stay in the in on the journey. Yes. All right. That's our assignment moving forward is to be holistically minded in your healing springs pharmacy to make sure we pay attention to the emotional connections to disease. And art is the teacher tonight. But also what art was able to do too is that land was passed down through the family from slavery. And the atrocities that went on on that land and the atonement that he went about in, in bringing that land and making atonement for those ancestors that gave their lives in that land, on that land. And he has, what was it, 200 acres, and that's been in that family, and this is passed down, and the things that went on on that land. And, and you know, there are spirits that are still there, and we have to atone that land. And then once we atone with the land, and our ancestor spirit will be in service, and we now can, can grow from that because, they gave their life in order for that land to exist and be passed back to us to live on this day. That's right. Ashe. Okay. They preserved it for us. And my husband, he's the seer. I'm the hearer. I can hear them. But he saw those spirits. He saw someone on the porch of the cabin. He saw spirits on the side of the vehicle because we slept out there. Yeah. We've been on that property. It gets it's black out there. You can't see anything saw with his own eyes. And when you have that next show, hopefully you can invite Eagle Eye to be a guest. Because I'm telling you, he's a wise man. He spends a lot of time with art. I thought they were working on the building some days. I look back like, you guys didn't get any work done because they were talking. You know, so he got a lot of good lessons that I did not receive from art. Because when men talk, it's a little different. When we, when I spoke with Art, it was more of me asking questions and then him giving answers while him and my husband, my husband would just listen and he would just give him things. So I'm learning to listen more. Well, I would love to have him come back next and, and talk exactly about that, the the process of clearing that land and how what what that involves. Maybe if, let's talk about doing that next time, part two, if okay. you will. Because that was so important. I'm just waking up to the fact that why this is all coming together. 
sweat, and that's what Mama AZ asked me to come there to build a sweat lodge. Before I could do, I had to ask permission of those spirits that are still there on the land and ask them to show me where it is that I could put this, this sacred inipe in order to do that ceremony. This is what we have to do. We have to humble ourselves when we go on to new land because those spirits are still there. Their energy is there. So, Earth, Sandra, what were you saying? Thank you. 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 Through that property, if you, if any of your ancestors drew there or were through there, you'll be more in tune with the energy. Because when I'm here on my land here in Greensboro, that was my all my ancestors lived. They tell me where to put things, where to place things, where things used to be. I get different visions, and when I'm on Art's land, the same thing happens. But I hear it. They talk to me and then say things or they'll move things. Like different things that'll move a certain way, you know that it has to be something supernatural. That's how that's how I know. And then I just listen to it. I don't try to put my own two cents into it. I just allow spirit to guide me. And for, for the first time in my life, I cleared a river. It was about four of us went for a visit, and I was able to leave people. I didn't have any shoes on, and I walked that whole river, and we were picking up big logs and taking them out of the water. And again, I've never done that before, but something innately within me showed me what to do, how to do it, without getting hurt. Big old trees. So I know that it's something, a higher power that leads me when I'm there. And we all have a connection to this earth and in our roots. And, and all of our ancestors at one point in time, especially if you were in part of the Underground Railroad, most likely traveled through this area because we're right on the border of North Carolina and Virginia. So there's, there's no coincidence. And I'm grateful that our ancestors are awakening us to unite. And I and I'm I want to welcome whoever wants to come to volunteer. First and foremost, we always welcome volunteers. And but most most importantly, we want residents. We want you to come and join because our voices matter. The more of us that are there, the better and easier it is for us to access what it is that we are entitled to. And we need to build community. We have to elect our own mayors, our own governors, our own council people to direct the dollars that are already there for allocated for our towns and cities. It's an unincorporated town right now. So we have the upper edge and the upper hand with the quantity, the number of people that come in and register and become residents and voters in that community there at Reflective Getaways, Body Ecology, Moms of the Earth. We welcome you. We welcome you. Right, and I and I'm thinking maybe I need to invest in that land myself. So uh, go ahead, Brother Kwame. No, and and what she what she's saying is excellent because the indigenous people there, and we shared this because we were both stewards of this land. And I think is is your nation that was on that land Yamasee or uh, Lumbee? The the black tribe. I'm Blackfoot and Cherokee. So the trail is here, you saying, know, the, the trail is here. Mm-hmm. But what I'm, I'm asking is, is there, it's like, okay, I'm Shawnee, but I live on Muscogee Creek land. What well, we have to acknowledge that we're on stolen land from that nation that was, it was taken from the, by that nation that lived on that land before it was invaded. 
And these are the acknowledgments we have to begin to do to honor that. Yes, we are stewards, but we have to know that there were stewards before us, and we acknowledge them that we've come back to take care of the property that you once stewards. Yeah, so no accident that Art Henson uh, purchased this land, acquired this land, and now this new generation is carrying the torch uh, forward. So I'm I'm honored to be a part of that in, in the strangest way, but I'm just grateful uh, that you are leading uh, this journey, Earth. And uh, Osage, Dua, where are you? Are you? Did you want to have a comment with before we go? I just want to say that I'm I'm so happy to be here with you guys. And everything that Earth was saying about, uh, like, the ancestors and reincarnation, like, we are, we, I just want to say that we're we're in the gathering. The gathering is taking place. Um, It's prophesied that this day will come. And so right now we just, it's time to get ready. If you ain't ready, you better get ready. <laughs> I got to give that message to the people. If you ain't ready, get ready, you know, because you don't have much time. Curtis Mayfield, people get ready. People get ready. There's a train coming. Thank you, ladies. We're going to talk uh, this week. Um, one of you is coming to my place, I think. Uh, you? That'll be me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Be honored to have you. Oh, thank you. Uh, that's so why. That's just put in the tent because he's, he's getting a hotel. I don't like being inside boxes. And I'm like, I don't want to stay. I need to stay in my element. Yeah. I'll come visit him. I told him we're not going to stay too far from where you are, but I need to. Have yeah, you're sure. you're welcome, sweetheart. Anytime, just uh, let's stay in touch, and uh, we'll see each other. I'm sure we're all going to be together. So thank you, love you, Nicole. And uh, tomorrow morning, be sure and uh, join the female. Uh, she's going to have a show. Are you abused? Sister Fatima is joining Zelda tomorrow morning, Monday morning. As she shares her experience of seeing just everywhere, all the more reason that we need uh, the uh, healing pharmacy. Ashay, thank you so much. Zelda says, thanks, Baba uh, Kwame, Sunhorn, and yes, just Zelda just described, so building my tiny house village so that we can share this knowledge on every platform. And and Francis, we're going to be in touch with you because get that vehicle going. All right, everybody have a great week. It's been a pleasure and an honor. Mama Az, is are you trying to make? Okay, I, was. I think I was we're just... done. Go ahead. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Doctor V. I just love y'all. My grandson. Just topped it off coming today, and then you put the icing and the strawberries on my cheesecake, y'all. Thank you. Thank us. And I talked to the people there, that cabin as well. You're correct. Peace. Oh.
All right, and Earth Seven sends lots of love and, and energy, love and she's sending some powerful Earth Reiki energy to you with her hands. <laughs> All right, we're going to say goodbye to our global family now. So everybody have a beautiful evening and a good week. Stay um, and positive. See you tomorrow. to the end of our show today, but you can hear every show in the archives at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution. You can also hear today's show on the Female Solution Facebook page. Go to www.facebook.com slash the-female-solution. Leave your comments about today's show. You can always reach me on my website at www.naimalatif.com. That's www.naimahlatif.com. Watch our TV shows, listen to our radio shows, order our books, and be sure to get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to thank all of you who participated in today's discussion. And to our global family listening from all around the world, we say thank you. To our family in China, Sheshe, India, Zanyaba, Japan, Arigato, Korea, Kamsanida, Russia, Spasiba, Germany, Danke, Poland, John Kujun, France, Merci. Spain, gracias. Italy, gracias. Gracias. Egypt, shukran. Ghana, Medasi, Nigeria, Eshe, South Africa, Ngiabonga, Senegal, Jared, Kenya, Asante, Israel, Toda, Pakistan, Shukriya, Afghanistan, Tashakur, Saudi Arabia, shukran. As-salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Thank you. And may peace be upon you and the mercy of God and God's blessings. Thank you for using Blog Talk Radio. Goodbye. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.